What's the worst food to have on a date? First date. Ooh, uh, Burritos. spaghetti. Uh, m- th- tacos. See, I was gonna say meet the balls, but then you said spaghetti. Oh my god! So I was like, oh let me think quick. Honestly, tacos—it's bad if they don't know how to eat the taco. Mm. Yeah, it's also—it's it, bad if they're also not eating tacos. It depends where you're getting the tacos <laughs> from. Like, if you're getting real gnarly with them, yeah, with the tacos, where it's one of those like authentic places, yeah, not the little well, tiny. I feel like the tostito. the food is not mostly the issue. Tacos are really good most of the time. But no, no, that's what I'm saying though. Like how big and messy they are. Like your answer was burrito, right? Yeah, mine was so it's, so similar. Except the it's burrito not is wrapped really like up. a pleasant way to eat a burrito. Yeah, but my thing was the bathroom experience. Like how quickly? Oh, what? The, what? What do you mean? Do burritos put you in the bathroom? Yeah, if you get a really nasty burrito. Oh, uh, I mean, Taco isn't that with Bell, any food? Yeah, but um, but your date is not gonna see you go to the bathroom and. You shard during while running. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> no, like that's you, you don't know when you digest. Nobody's gonna see you, you go to fun. the to the bathroom though. No, okay. I, what if you have to go to the yeah. bathroom real long though, during your date yeah, or whatever? Yeah, then, then that could that's be an issue, and that is an issue during like dates. your stomach getting messed up during a date. Your stomach getting messed up. Mm. That's I, a meant, I meant like I meant like eating in front of somebody aesthetically. Yeah, aesthetically. Yeah, aesthetically. Mm. Yeah. So I think tacos is really like depending on how they eat the taco. Yeah, yeah that's a pretty good answer. But why spaghetti? See, you guys, it's still aesthetically. It's just in a different way. When girls wear their outfits before they go out, they look a certain way. And I'm saying all girls as if whatever. <laughs> Me and my homegirls, when we be getting ready, you know, we dress to how our body is either bloated or not bloated for that day. But then eating something like spaghetti or something that's heavy might literally change your outfit, like how you're wearing it. Like it'll just like make you look like that like you know if you instantly get bloated you don't have to eat a lot no it's also the fact that like you're just like like for example anything that's like like for example when you got to brunch right it's like if you're not getting something light they always say take pictures before for brunch because afterwards i'm wearing a crop top i just had brunch this is not gonna look the same as it did before i had this meal like get me when i'm skinny you know what i'm saying Amber, me- didn't you like weren't you eating those barrier tacos that you dip in the freaking <laughs> solemn thing like- was i on a date i don't know we don't know i, don't I know. wasn't i was i was <laughs> a three home girl so is this exclusive to spaghetti it's exclusive to foods that are like bloating foods so and carb I- heavy Carb heavy, but also like I was also imagining. Imagine just like twirling, eating, and it's just so heavy. Like I feel like that's the easy. I like anything with a fork and knife. Yeah, spaghetti. You just roll up. Yeah, I think Ooh. spaghetti is attractive when you're eating. It's it. just like, like heavy. that's where most dates are. Like Italian oh, restaurants. Oh, oh, and whatever. then put like mm. share spaghetti. Yeah, like on a first exactly. date. Exactly. Well, not a first date. Well, but, like, on well a the date. dogs did it. Oh yeah, the dog. The, the lady, lady in the, the tramp. tramp. Mm. Yeah. I just feel like s- salad is like the perfect food because it's just like light. It fills you up and it just <laughs> okay, like. Okay, but how would you feel if someone was like, you were on a date and you're like, a salad for the lady? <laughs> <laughs> okay, obviously. If a man will say that, then oh we're going to have some No, no, but Amber just confirmed it on the podcast. So any man that takes her out on a date, a salad for the lady. No, no, and don't for, be for saying us, that. A meatball. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take anything to be honest. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, because you don't care wherever you need to show. Whatever's good. Whatever's good. Anyways, guys, thank you for tuning into an episode of Strange Flavors. My name is Shimmer. <laughs> I'm a Farastafar. My name is Amber. And this is the strangest <laughs> and greatest podcast in the game. This is brought to you by Elif Theory. You can email us at strangeflavorspodcast and gmail.com. Speaking of emails, we have one. 
We got an email recently uh, oh, from yeah. Peter, and okay, he was commenting on the last uh, episode. If you missed it, gotta go catch up. But he was saying in the ranking of the best. I guess not best, but like we the most shared stories about like our near death experiences. experiences. Yeah. So he ranked them and he said, number one goes to Amber with the car accident. I said what I said. Number two goes to Shamir with the near bike collision in New York. He Let's said go. what he said. And number three goes to literally anything else. He <laughs> said, then, he, he said then, literally what everybody was thinking. And oh, four for us with the mozzarella cheese. Mm-hmm. You got to go back and listen to the episode to hear what you're talking about. Peter, you're wrong, but it's fine. Yo, thank so you for the right. email. Thank yeah, you for the email. For yeah. He also said very email. nice things about that episode. Um, he was like, no, I actually about the guests and everything. I had the same experience. <laughs> <laughs> Thank um, you for saying what we were all thinking. Yeah. But also, we're on YouTube. Be sure to leave a like if you're watching on YouTube. Why are you so Nazik com- today? What? Nazik. What's, What's Nazik? What is that? Nazuk. Nazuk. What is that? Gentle. 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 Why are you so gentle today? What do you mean? I don't know. You're just so gentle. I don't Lord. get it. Okay. I don't well, understand. I mean, I mean you, are, you are sometimes like kind of more upbeat, energetic. And I'm not upbeat? Uh, no, nah, you're like, you, you, you're like, thank you guys. Smash man. that like button. Nice. <laughs> nice what? Yeah, nice nice like, what? Hey, hey, respectfully. You were like, thank you for listening to Strange Flavors. You know, okay. this is Shamir. Thank you for listening to Strange Flavors. No, no, don't uh, you be You can that. watch us on YouTube. You don't like it? No, I mean, So you cool. never liked it? No, no, you do a great job. You usually. like it now or before? I mean, upbeat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, you can watch this on YouTube. Be sure to leave a like and comment. And speaking of YouTube, we got brand new news. Ooh. Okay. We um, thought about, you know, how our videos go out to you guys, the notification and all of that, and how some of you watch the full episodes. Some of you have time to catch up with the clips and prefer those mm-hmm. of the highlights of the episodes. So we have a second channel called Strange Flavors Clips, mm-hmm. and it just helps us organize everything better. So make sure to subscribe to that. It's linked below, and it would really help us out if we could you know, yeah. get the subscribers up on that and you know, you guys watch that. Wow. And you guys have seen the upgraded set and everything. So everything that's going out is high quality. Come and enjoy it. High quality. And all, it's all because of our wonderful supporters, um, Strange Flavors Town. Strange oh. Flavors Town consists of, of Bobber's Bagels, Cassie's Cupcakes, mm. Airheads Ices, okay. Freehouse Flaffles, Hustle's Apples. Let's go. And if you want you to join You said strength, free as apples. I did not. <laughs> you definitely did. I, I did love not. how he spaced it out just to avoid criticism from yeah. Amber. And that did stop. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not commenting this time. You it said did. free as apples and then Eslam's apples. Amber. Someone get a Q-tip right now. Amber, <laughs> yeah. We need a Q-tip. Amber, you're nitpicking his whole intro. We're going to have Amber, Amber do the so intro. Every, every and then, episode. And then every time she, every, every time oh, she wow. says the next word. I'm so like, nice. Amber. Amber. And no, we drop a bucket on her. I legit did not. A bucket of barrier taco sauce. I legit did not. Okay. Okay, um, well, for, yeah. come get apples from Freya's Ices. Damn, now she's doing it. Freya, <laughs> do you agree with this? She's messing up your name. Wow. Messing up your name. But you can also get amazing merch that Frost has on. Strangeflavors.store. <laughs> I see, I see. Come get hot. it. Let's wow, go. Wow, I Ooh. want one. Um, also, real quick, on the Strange Flavors Town, the reason he mentioned that was because it is people that support us. So if you would like to support us with a small monthly donation, uh, make sure to check the link in the uh, in the description below uh, to see how you can support us and be a part of Strange Flavors Town. Yes. Yo, the boys are back from Miami. Right. Let's go. How was that, guys? Miami. Miami. Don't talk to me. We're different now. Oh. <laughs> we big chilling. We, we didn't get tanned we cool at all. Oh, no, no, I did it. 
No. Slight, slight. Should I make you look Man, a little I was trying. I was trying to get a little tan. Oh, okay. I think we barely got tan. I put on sunscreen because last time I got sunburn, I didn't know I. I didn't know I get sunburn out of nowhere. But in <laughs> California, I got that bad sunburn. So this time, I made sure to put on that Larry the Lobster. Yeah. <laughs> on my nose. Frost is definitely the type to criticize other people for wearing sunscreen. Yeah, and I was. Sure. I yeah. I'm going to admit that I was, and then I got burned, and then I was like, my skin was peeling off. So like what the, you're saying is you're like not superior. Mummy. I'm not what? You're not superior. You're weak. Yeah, what you did I get sunburned again? You can't handle the sun. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but that trip was funny. Okay, so something funny happened, right? We took this trip to surprise our friend Emma. Um, he had been asking for a vacation. He's like, take me somewhere. I need to go. I need to leave the house. I need to go somewhere. So I surprised him with tickets to Miami with one exotic trip. Oh. Right? Not strippers. Mm. But close enough. No, Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm zoned out. It was a a safari. So he didn't know. That's so Emma. Yeah. So he loves animals. So we decided to go on a safari. He's a National Geographic one of the friend group. I, um, I booked a Jeep. Like a really sick, decked yeah, out Jeep. really sick. It was um, yellow. It had like, you can take the roof like off. Like jaws on it. Yeah. And it had giant wheels. Yeah. That's fine. So it was, every, every Wrangler ever. It's on, if you see this picture. It's, it's, it's aggressive. It's on it's open aggressive. IG. Open no, IG. I'm seeing it. I'm saying y'all ain't doing it justice. But saying you take the top off. Has <laughs> no, really it's big aggressive. wheels. How would you describe we're not, it? Okay. Also, we're not car people. I would have I yeah. said it just had a tough grill because that wasn't a stock grill on there. Yo, like, it had a tough, yo, tough, tough grill. grill. But, no, but you just answered. Ba- like, like that's the thing. Yeah, we got a dope car. It's got doors on it. It has wheels. <laughs> it's got a gas pedal. Giant wheels. Guys, I did say giant wheels. Wranglers have giant wheels. Bigger wheels. <laughs> it was an aggressive looking car and I liked yeah. it. And it was yellow. I love yellow. Yeah. Guys, it wasn't that impressive according to Isan. Yeah. But for us... It was impressive. You, you didn't your, do it Your just description our, didn't our, match our description up to it. was not good. All right, we'll just stick to... It was a cool... It was a sick car. It was a sick car. <laughs> sick was, wheels, was, okay. bro. We got this Jeep mm-hmm. and my plan was let's take it on the safari, right? And that would be so much fun. Like we're in a cool Jeep. We're like, also, you know, looking keep at- in mind we have eight people. So only half of us would be in the Jeep. Other half would be in a shitty Lexus. Yeah. Just the important people. <laughs> Wait, you guys had two cars. <laughs> yeah. We had three cars, three cars. <laughs> <laughs> I just got the Jeep for fun, but, yeah. um, okay. For the whole trip. It was just one day. No, no. For the day, for the safari day. Oh, and then the rest okay. of the day. Yeah. Um, but then we get to the place and apparently you can't have the soft top. On a safari. Yeah, because like animals might come in right. and tear it off. So so they didn't even let you drive it? So then, well, we had it for the whole day. So it wasn't, I was kind of expecting it. I told you guys before and I was like, I hope they don't say anything about the soft top. Yeah. Because I was like legitimately concerned. So um, <laughs> they were like, yeah, it has a soft top. I was like, come on, lady, like, let us do it. And then she was like, no, like we have cars you can rent. I was like, no, like I, we came all the way here. Like we want to, you know, enjoy the experience. I was like, if, if I get a van, I want your van. And then she was like, uh, okay, yeah, we can do that. I was like, I want it for free. And then she was like, uh, I'll have to talk to Nancy or whatever her name was, right? We talked to Nancy. Nancy gives us the the van. It's like a 10-seater van, okay? Oh, so now we're using one of their vans. For free. For free. And um, we're doing the safari. We're, people think we're part of the safari because it has their logos on yeah, the side. So right. we're cutting people off, going through them. Also, keep in mind, would. like, there wasn't like a situation where I thought that that animal would rip off the soft top. Yeah, what the uh, heck? So I, I, cl- I we could have gone on the Jeep. We easily could have gone on the maybe Jeep. They, but, maybe but. they could have put like their faces on top or something or like through and like pushed. No. Okay. But it's good that we but, didn't take yeah. the Jeep. <laughs> because while we're cutting people off, well, I'm cutting people off, okay? I, I was driving, but um, it would have happened to any of us. Right? Is that true? 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> this is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. This dude is staying in the middle, right? Like you can pass cars. Okay. Uh-huh. This dude is like staying in the middle. We're He's in a with his daughters. Line. Yeah. Okay. Line. Yeah. He's with his daughters. They're all like looking to the side. Daddy, whatever. Okay. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go around this guy because he's like mm-hmm. taking too long. He's not looking, and then the guy's like, Russ, 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 Russ. The dude rams into me. Wait, what? <laughs> in the back of the safari. Yeah, we and, hear a boom. And his car <gasps> Why? gets- Why? Because you guys cut him off? Frost is already in the lane in I front of him. I was just passing him. He's passing him. He's already in front of him. Uh-huh. And this guy is like, has his kids. He's looking to the, you know, lions. He's like, oh, look at that. He's driving. Boom. Because he didn't think anybody was in front of him. Nope. And we're in a and we're in a nice big van, right? Yeah. It does nothing to the van, but his car is dented up, <gasps> right? And we're in a safari, so we can't get out because there's he animals everywhere. Out, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So what do you do? So, so he's then, taking pictures while we're driving. Yeah, he's taking pictures, and then we we saw him in a parking lot. I was like, wait, I should probably like get his stuff in case they tell me like, yo, you messed up our van. So I was like, <laughs> also I, I we're could driving, tell him. we're driving off, and we see him get out of the car, checking it out, and he's staring us down from like half across the. Wait, the so you guys lot. did a hit and run? Well, he and hit no, you no, guys. No, 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 he hit us. Yeah, he, he hit, hit you guys. And, you guys and then we're like, oh, we feel bad. So let's go to him. Talk to him, whatever. Yeah. And then so I get out of the car and I'm like, what happened? And he's like, what happened? And you're I was crazy. Like, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, he was like Italian or something. He's like, he's like, you're crazy, man. I was like, you hit me. He's like, oh, that's, that's, we're in a safari. I was like, so? <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, you stupid, man. You stu-. I was like, listen. Was I he upset? Pictures. He was very upset. And uh. his car was messed up. Oh. We got out to check the car. Oh, it's so bad. And we had a little and, black scratch. And then I was like, I was like, listen, I got to take pictures of your car because if they ask me what happened back here, I just want to let them know it's a rental. And he goes, mine's a rental too. (gasps) No. (laughs) I really hope he got that insurance from the insurance company. I do too. I do too. But then later on, we kept running into him in like, yeah. there, there's, there's like a, a walk, 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 walk through petting safari. Oh my the gosh. And then he was so happy. He was like playing with the llama. What was it? Llamas? <laughs> playing with the sheep yeah, and stuff. Sheep and uh, llamas and but stuff. But then every time he'd see us, he'd be like, it was an like evil eye. <laughs> he like, was so happy. Uh, and then we made jokes. We were like, maybe he's going to run into the animals. <laughs> <laughs> no. But that was, that was like kind of a funny situation. I feel bad. Very bad. Yeah. I hope That's like the one thing you hope him. doesn't happen on your vacation is like you wreck your car. Yeah, but like it was his Loki was his fault. But also yeah. the lady when I returned, I was like, "Hey, listen, like someone hit us. Um, yeah. you know, I took their pictures and everything." She's like, "Oh, like rhinos hit our car all the time, so it's fine." Oh, okay. She said something rhinos like that. I was like, I was like "Oh, okay, then it's fine." And yeah. it was like a little scratch, so it's fine. Yeah. That's so funny. But that was funny. That happened, and then um, I kept waking the boys up early because we we wanted to do pack in a bunch of stuff because it was right. a few days we were there. One of the things we did was yoga. Okay, first of all, relax. What? It was very relaxing. You guys relaxing. are over here. We are relaxed. Like coming from my brand. <laughs> Amber, first of all, you mm. should have seen us. Okay. Yeah. Why? It was crazy. It's, we got up at six in the morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go to the beach. No, This is this is South Beach okay. where it's oh, packed during this the time. Beach. Yeah. But during the time we went, there was a nice breeze, mm. look cold. And then we're on the beach like no one's there we're like the mm. only ones and then this greek hercules looking looking guy. dude walks out he's like hello are you here for yoga and we're like <laughs> yes daddy <laughs> and he put us in positions that like i've never bent my body this way oh my god but it was incredible it was good it felt so good like i he said that he works out and then does yoga afterwards right yeah. that's and he's what like, i, I do, do that too. he does that all the time and he just like looked so he was i think he was levitating yeah, I think he, I think he had like the perfect body shape. Like you, you mm. he wasn't like shirtless or anything. Mm-hmm. You could see from his ankles. To me, he was. Yeah, yeah. Like we could see right through. That's his, a really like, good balance to have. 
Yeah, but it was it was a did good time. Did you guys time. catch the sunrise? We did. I mean, well, it was, it was cloudy. It's bright. Yeah, but we outside. were like wrestling and stuff yeah. in the sand. Yeah, yeah. It was so you guys enjoyed a morning at the beach. Got some yoga. Listen, I hope you know that's every yogi's dream. <laughs> I've been telling you guys, and you guys aren't even yogis. I've been telling you guys for a minute that I got the feet. I got the ideal feet. And mm. I posted a picture of me, you know, doing Frost, we know you're pose. really good at photoshopping. We, I, I put up a picture and lots of feet comments. I'm just saying. So today for the one podcast, of them <laughs> yeah, one of them no me. socks, no socks today. Please, please Wait, do sh- not switch cameras while I'm showing off the feet, Isan. So take a good look. What the heck? <laughs> please switch are we having a cameras? feet reveal? Frost, your feet are not that nice. Amber, that's not what Instagram said. This isn't the time to post your OnlyFans account, man. Literally. I did it. I did it on the yoga picture. And then I was I was just barefoot a lot of the time because it was just like we were relaxing, right? And then more feet pics on the Jeep pic. What feet comments? Feet comments. Sorry. Feet Mm. comments on the Jeep pic. People like the feet. Better than the Jeep. You guys made me feel bad about my feet. I know you're going into FaceTune and editing your feet. (laughs) No, I go into foot tune for that. No, no face tuning. No face tuning. If I have a rule, I have a rule about photoshopping, and it's that like if there's if there's anything that would normally be fixed Mm -hmm. in real life, Mm -hmm. I'm okay ethically fixing that. Okay, and so what'd you do about the crust on your feet, Amber? Don't even. Let's not even go there. Mm-hmm. We all know you got about your crust toes. situation. No, nope, you should no open up a pizza store because you're beating we out do. all of. That's why you have it. <laughs> oh. everyone. The, can I say the name? No. <laughs> okay. Well, Amber's Pizza Shop <laughs> uses crust from Amber's hands and feet. Okay. Well, uh, if that's an, the news. If you want to see um, Frost's edited feet pictures, go check it on his Instagram. Yeah. We don't got to edit live right here. Apparently, it's nicer than the Jeep. Facts. Yeah. Okay, last thing about the Miami trip. Mm. Everyone always gives us crap about Spirit Airlines. Yeah. We've, we love Spirit Airlines. We've, <laughs> oh my God. we've never had really bad experiences on Spirit Airlines before How? this. Because, first of all, you okay. pay 80 bucks for a t- it, round trip. But what about your, what about you your bucks? It, like your, what's that called? Suitcase. That's the only annoying part, but it makes you pack more efficiently. Also, we don't pack uh, a lot in the first place. Yeah. We, we don't have three outfits per day, Amber. Yeah. See, that's the problem. <laughs> we don't need to. We go yeah. barefoot. <laughs> but okay, so this flight back, this f- this flight back on Spirit was wild. Oh wild. yeah, to it say was the crazy. least. We start out. We haven't even taken off yet. Yeah. Well, also wait. The way there, um, there was a bomb threat to the airport. Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. So on our way to Miami, um, our flight was delayed, and we're like, "Why is it delayed?" They're like, "Oh yeah, there's a bomb threat." Just so, so casually. It was like, oh, there's For a the bomb. airport? The airport on the other side. So in Fort, Fort Lauderdale. Lauderdale. Yeah. And so they're like, what the heck? And then apparently it, what, ended? The bomb threat, they didn't find anything? No. And so they're like, okay, all the planes are backed up in Fort Lauderdale. So that's why it's going to take another extra couple hours till we can get, go there. So what'd you guys do with a couple extra hours? Well, we could have caught up on sleep because yeah. we got up early. So we just slept there. Um, but it was fine. But le- then on the way back, right? Mm-hmm. So... The flight starts off with uh, water coming out of some dude's like luggage compartment, right? <laughs> what? And we're like, what's going on? So apparently somebody left their water bottle open. Or something like Dead. that. Dead. Yeah. And then. It's falling on this guy and he's like, what the heck? It's like, like raining like on the dude. And then they like, they get all these napkins. He's like cleaning it out. Yeah. And they're like going hard. And they're also yelling like, whose backpack is this? Who's backpack? Everyone's gonna, like looking, trying to figure out whose backpack They were is. like, we're going to throw it away. Yeah. Did somebody like claim it? Yeah. Some lady some was like hiding her face, walked up. Yeah. Because they were like, we're going to throw the backpack away. I was like, 
First of all, why would you throw a backpack away? Because <laughs> it has water there's a, water. like throw the water bottle away. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but then the lady like went up there and she's like, they better not throw my bag away. Yeah. And then she got it. And then right after that, uh, someone comes out and they're like, is there a doctor on the plane? What? And they're like, what's going on? That's some movie stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So this, so then like, you know, two doctors went off. Are you in air out. at this point? We're in air. We're okay. in the air. Right. And, and the guy sitting next to Usman, uh, our other friend who was sitting across from us, he's saying like, man, they need to turn this plane around. This, is, this doesn't feel right. So this is going on. And then the, the family who needs the doctor gets attention. There's two doctors mm-hmm. on the plane. And then out of nowhere, a cat is running across the plane. What? Someone's yelling, there's a cat. We're all like, what the hell? There's a cat in our plane. Wait, a and it's loose just running cat. across a loose cat in our plane. Amber, I was there's so much going on. I looked over and I didn't even pay it mind. I just looked straight and kept listening to whatever I was playing on music. And then I was like, was that a cat? What <laughs> you is going- saw it? It yeah. was like it was like roaming. I, I didn't see it, but everyone, yeah, no, no, it, looking it was around. running. Yeah. It ran across somebody like I think somebody brought it as one of their like you know, like the therapy pet or what's it called? I don't know if therapy pe- uh, pets can be cats, but if they can. Yeah. I don't know because people use dogs. Dogs, yeah. But, yeah, but I've seen somebody's like a have a whole parrot. falcon or something. Like a, yeah, like something weird. They're like, like some registered. Because you can, as long as you have it registered okay. or whatever, you're allowed to. Okay. Like you have a fish, I think. Okay, like, so she didn't have it on a leash or anything? So I don't know what happened, but it went loose. Maybe she was just anxious because of everything else going on in the plane. Right. Yeah. Mind, you, mind you, there's also a ton of turbulence. Like, yeah. like the most I've ever had on a plane where it just feels like this thing is going yeah. down. And everyone's so confused. Everyone's like, cat? Cat? What? Cat? We're all looking everywhere. looking everywhere. Wait, is the family okay? <laughs> well, we don't know. I, well, I don't know. At the, end of the, at the end of the flight, we saw that they were okay. They got walked off and everything was fine. Yeah. But somebody in the front grabbed the cat and then the lady goes uh, on the intercom and she's like, Who's ever cat this is, please come get it. Like casually, <laughs> like she's just done with it, right? Oh and and also I'm thinking like everyone's kind of, you know, talking to you like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Is this plane okay? What's going on? But we only like me, Shamir, Amadon, Usman, uh, who are, you know, all went on the trip together. We really, if something were to happen, can only have each other's backs at this point. Because mm-hmm. before the plane took off, we were airdropping pictures oh. to the whole plane. And people were pissed. Yeah, we we're airdropping random pictures to random people. Okay. In the plane, and so like, stop airdropping me these <gasps> the girl, photos. The girl right behind us, she was like, "Who's doing this?" And then we started laughing. Yeah. And then she's like, "Oh, they're giggling, whatever." <laughs> and I was just like laughing even harder. So I was like, "Okay, if so something nobody happens, would save you." No. One. Well, we would have to basically just like fend for ourselves. We would be thrown off the plane first if there's any situation. Mm. They would was, save the cat before they save y'all. Yeah. This was like a snakes on the plane situation <laughs> because of like cat on the plane, water leaking out of the thing. You know that office episode where oh uh, everything's going crazy. Everything's going yeah. crazy and Michael like stay, Michael's uh, like, stay calm, stay calm, stay calm. <laughs> it's all. It felt like that. And the lady I'm on the intercom dead. is just making jokes. Oh yeah, she started making jokes. And what'd then, she say? Oh, this is what y'all paid for. <laughs> no, she it was, was just, it was kind of like, like that. Like yeah. Just making fun of the whole situation. Yeah. Mm. And then there was some couple giveaways and stuff. There in, the, was a, in the middle of all this. Wait, yeah. a couple what? <laughs> giveaways. Oh. Like she was she was she was telling jokes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then if you could solve like the riddles or whatever, then you get some like miles or something. Mm. Yeah. And we were all just like, get us off the plane. <laughs> We've had enough. Literally at the same time when you guys were there, this made me think of you. I saw on Instagram 
there was like a family who had like this like two year old baby. It was like a husband, wife, and a two year old baby, and they were trying to kick the family off for the two year old not wearing a mask when she was eating. What oh. on Spirit Airlines? <laughs> and so they like deplaned the entire plane because the family was Are like, "Are you sure she was two? Like, no, she was two. She was literally two. They said she turned two three weeks ago, and she, I know a two year old. She was anti masker. No, she was eating. Then she deserves it. She, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> and um, also, you don't have to like wear a mask right when you turn two. Like and also they don't know if that baby has but, autism. But why were they so strict? I mean, the she was just like, "This is our policy," and they're like, "The mom was wearing the mask, the dad was wearing the mask, the only the baby wasn't, and the baby was eating literally yogurt, like she's mid eating." And they're like, "You have to get off the plane. These are our policies, whatever." They deplaned the plane, and then um, the flight attendant was not allowed back on the plane, and the family was. Whoa! Yeah. Nice. So I- Spirit Airlines, yeah. <laughs> No, Logic. Spirit Airlines is great. They, I would do it again. Actually, you guys literally just told me a cat ran loose. There was it, it was, it was raining. It was, it was raining, and there was giveaways happening. Meanwhile, a family needed doctor's attention. I don't know if no, I would. Everyone survived. That okay, you know what's a fun fact about Spirit? It's one of the only few airlines that has never had a crash before. Really? Also, they have like that's because the everybody's planes. like praying at the same time. <laughs> Everyone's praying at the same time. <laughs> like, like no, on Sato, that's people why they, are like, that's I'm why good. they named it Spirit. People are oh. like, oh, Holy Spirit, <laughs> our spirits, what's keeping this alive? Yo, that's fire. Okay, also on the mask comment, real quick, I obviously like I re- I want to respect everyone, and I'm not an anti masker, um, but. Like when you go to Florida, especially oh in God. other places where it's so it's like humid and stuff. It wasn't that humid when we were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also like the plane ride, keeping it on for hours and, you know, wearing it around those hot places. Like I, I have empathy for people who, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't sit right with or they that say have they breathing can't issues and yeah. stuff like that. I get it. It's not that big of a deal. It's a mask, whatever. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. I bought snacks. On the before the plane ride, mm-hmm. so I didn't have to wear a mask the whole time. Oh my god! <laughs> You're only half vaccinated too. Yeah, but that doesn't. The mask isn't going to prevent vaccine. Has nothing to do with whether you can spread the virus or not. You still yeah. hold it and stuff. Because because it. also well, no, like any other contagion, yeah. no matter what, if you get a cold, like. If you're immune to the cold, you can still get the germs on your system before you even have a chance to fight it and spread it to other people. Yeah. But also the other thing is that a plane, their filtration system is so crazy That's true. that like you it's it's protecting you from like 90 plus percent mm-hmm. um of whatever the, like the air pollutants or like germs but would be. But the Florida air isn't because yeah, everyone the there is humid. Literally 90% of people were not wearing a mask. I'm just going to say it like this. I see where you guys are coming from, but if I can do it while going like level 10 on a stairmaster full blown heartbeat up, y'all be okay. I, no, no, I agree. I agree. I just yeah. I get why people would say that. Yeah. Why yeah. do you feel that way? But yeah, it was scary for me cuz I was not vaxxed or anything. No one was wearing a mask. We were the only few people that were wearing mm. a mask. And we're like, "Bro, no one's wearing a mask." And like what about like, in stores? In stores, there's some stores where like you have to wear a mask. Mm. And so people that just didn't wear a mask didn't go in. Mm. But especially around the beach area, if you're wearing a mask, you're, you're a weirdo. loser. Yeah, you're loser well, I mean, weirdo. it's open air, but like in Maryland, you no, don't no, no, even no, think but, about but entering it was, a store. It was so packed. packed. Like around the... We, Imagine a, though, they had clubs going on and no one was wearing a mask inside. Yeah. Uh, what we were those clubs called again? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We weren't like... <laughs> Before we even went on the trip, we did like plan for excursions and mm-hmm. different experiences. So we weren't going to be like yeah. partying South Beach right. or anything in the first place. But the first day we wanted to chill on the beach. So mm. that's the day we saw everybody just packed in so like tight together and mm. all the places, even the restaurant we went to, we, we sat outside, but it was oh, just yeah. like, you're rubbing shoulders with mm. everybody. And it's like, it, it's insane, but 
Yeah. I hope I hope everybody um, you know, survives whatever's going down yeah. there in that petri it's dish. Crazy. But it was a good time. And Maryland, really you can't even think about entering like you always have a mask on you. Yeah. Always. It's very different there. Yeah, well. for sure. Um, let's get on with our guest today, uh, who will also be giving us amazing stories in but not as um as insane as as we're making ours out, <laughs> out to be. Um, no, he's he's a very amazing person. We're really glad um, he's with us today. Our stranger this week calls himself the Muslim Don. He's a rapper, trapper, author, paper chaser, and Philly legend. He's here to drop lots of gems and has a new album documentary coming out really soon. You don't want to miss this very raw and unapologetic episode. Mm. Please welcome our guest, Tone Trump. If gangsters move in silence, what they yelling for? We were selling work, not metaphors. May Allah forgive us for the mishaps. I mean. 5-4, I put my block up on the Mizzet. I threw West up in that movie, that's a fizzat. I'm old school like the Prada with the Strizaps. <laughs> Five lots a day, we all deaning. Coronavirus got the whole world squeaking. What do we What do we address you by? How do you like to be... Um, Called. Uh, you can call you can call me Tone. You can call me Sir, Brother. It doesn't matter. I don't, I, I'm not picky. Whatever, like whatever brother. you feel comfortable. Awesome. <laughs> where does okay? So where does Tone Trump come from? What's the origin of that? The origin of the name or me as a human as a person? Yeah, like why the name stage name? Yeah, why do you address yourself as Tone Trump? Um, well, the tone comes from my government name. My birth name was Tony. And that's something short that people call Tony is Tone. The Trump comes from, I'm from Philadelphia, which is about an hour away from a town called Atlantic City, which is a shore town where it's a lot of, uh, when I was a kid, it was a lot of gambling. It's like basically like an East Coast Las Vegas, for lack of a better term. And I used to hang with some older guys in the streets and I would go out with them while they would gamble. I would drive for them and do different things. And uh, Donald Trump basically owned most of Atlantic City, the Trump Plaza, the Trump. It was just filled with the Trump stuff. And um, to make a long story short, the guys I was hanging with was, you know, connected to the casinos and different things. And um, that was one of the names they used to call me. They used to call me Little Trump. So when I started to rap, I needed a rap name. My first rap name was Tone Capone. Because of licensing, I couldn't use that because of uh, another rapper who called himself Capone. So I only had one nickname growing up, which was the little Trump name that the OGs had gave me. So I just put the tone for my first name with Trump, and that's how you got it. Does uh, after Trump's presidency does that affect um, the branding of your name at all? I think I mean I, I guess I don't know if effect is the right word, but it definitely you know it brought up some things, it brought up some issues. But for me, it was just always small to me. Like when you grew up, like I grew up, when you when you're born black in America. And, uh, and excuse my language for, for the way I'm going to say this, but um, you really don't give a fuck about what people think or say. So the honest way I can answer the question, whatever noise was surrounded around my name, I just didn't really care. I didn't put a lot of a lot of stock into it. I'm working hard to, like, you know, rebuild my neighborhood and save the youth. So the last thing I care about is if people are offended by my name. I'm black in America. People are offended by my existence. So, you know, the name thing just is like minute to me. So it got me some interviews. It got me some press. It got, you know, some questions like you just asked, you know what I mean? But for me, it's like, I just, I didn't, I never put too much into it. I just didn't think it was that big, big of a deal. I knew I wasn't honoring the president. I, you know, I was on national TV dissing the same president. So I never looked at it like, you know, I'm representing, you know, the president. I just look at it like it was a name. It's like, if, and, and, and if, any, if y'all know anybody from the hood, 
it's some of the craziest nicknames in the hood. People got the craziest nicknames. So, you know, it's almost like an unspoken language. Like we, we, we have a language just like I'm sure you guys, like you guys could probably have a conversation in that living room that I wouldn't, and y'all would laugh. And, and some things I may not find funny because I don't understand the language. And my community and my neighborhood, nobody ever looked at my name like, yo, he's honoring Donald Trump. That never right. was the thought. So I never had to really deal with no backlash or nothing from the streets. I took it and as like Tone so- Trump, like you're like, you know, policing, like, like policing somebody's name. I don't know. I actually took it as like possibly like being like, I have like, you know, when you're like having a tone of voice, like Tone Trump. <laughs> so that's- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, but that's that, that goes. That's perfect to what I was saying. Like. When we from different worlds and different languages, we see like perception is reality to us. But at the same time, our perceptions are all different. You know what I'm saying? Like when you heard my name, what you heard, the person next to you may have heard something different or Mm -hmm. the person near me may have heard something different. So I'm just used to it all. I just I don't take anything personal. Like that's one of the most that's why I think I believe that's one of the reasons I'm successful. I don't take anything personal. Like so even if, if somebody is offended by it, I'm not that worried. If somebody loves it, I'm not that worried. I just. I just I just do the work and, and handle my business, but that's the uh, origin of the name right there. For the, that's the, the quickest way I can explain it. Yeah. Nice. We're we're very late to the game. Uh, we actually just got hip to you from Isan, uh, but mm-hmm. after you know doing some research, watching all your stuff, and and seeing as much as we could gather, it's really fascinating. You know your kind of journey. But one of the things that really stand out is how you are extremely unapologetically Muslim, which is different than what we see out there a lot. People usually, mm-hmm. you know, wordplay it in different things or, you know, they, they have Don't some make sort it of symbolism. Part of their identity. Yeah, but you're really out there with it. So what is your journey with Islam and why why do you project it, um, you know, so openly the way you do? Uh, I that's a good question. How do I project Why do I do it? I think the better question would be almost to the people that don't project it. Like, why don't they project it? But I, the, the best way I can answer that is, I mean, like, um, like it's kind of like the, the the last question, like the world, I'm, I'm from a different world than you guys. So like in my world, like when you're proud of something, you, you stunt, you know what I mean? You, you know, like, uh, if you guys ever heard the term, like when people, when you hear rappers say something like I'm stunting or shining or something like that, like, like rappers, you know, we, 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 we stunt with our jewelry. We stunt with our cars uh, rappers stunt with their women. So all these things you stunt and you're proud of and you brag about, but people are so bashful about their love for their Lord. And to me, like, you don't, you know, all my success comes from Allah. So if I'm going to talk about, you know, my car and my nice house or any of that stuff, how do I talk about that without talking about the source on how I got it? I mean, I guess that's kind of how I want to answer because to be perfectly honest with you, I don't really have an answer for that because this, my life and the things you're seeing from me, I don't, I didn't wake up one day and was like, all right, starting this week, I'm going to be unapologetically Muslim and I'm going to market it like this. This wasn't, I'd be lying if I said this was like some well thought out marketing plan. I'm just living in my purpose, living my journey. I pray every day. I, you know, I, you know, I ask God to guide me and, um, and that's kind of how it is. I, I just don't want to make it seem like, you know, I'm unapologetically Muslim because of this or that, because I'm just living my life and my truth. And I come from the, I come from a street background and one, is this in the streets it's a different level of just integrity than in a lot of other these other worlds i get into like music and even like being a muslim in the public eye there's a business to being a muslim in the public eye which you guys know whether you're an influencer or even if you're a scholar a student of knowledge or any of those things there's business behind all of this stuff 
So as I grow in these businesses, I realize that there's a lot of similarities in this world that are, that, that are in the same worlds I come from, the streets and music world too, a lot of the, the bad things and the ills about it. So I'm just walking my truth and walking my journey. And when and when you the, the other part of the question is my journey with Islam is just um that's just I don't even know how to answer that pretty fast because that's just like such a long story. But I would what I will say is um a lot of times people say, you know, when when did you convert to Islam? I like to tell people that I feel like everybody reverts to Islam. I feel like everybody is born Muslim. And then sometimes your parents will take you on different journeys, whether you know, you, you, you know, your mom may your, your, your mom may be one religion, your dad may be another religion, but, you know, when the law chooses you to be Muslim and he calls you out, like, because I get that a lot from non-African-Americans and, you know, I do a lot of touring and one of the, one of the first, in the first five questions everywhere I go in the world, people say something like, well, you know, well, how did you become Muslim? You know what I'm saying? And um, I just always tell people, you know, only only a law can choose who could be Muslim. So you said, said non-African-Americans? non-african-americans yeah like i don't get that like i've never had an african-american probably say to me like you know like um when did you become muslim or mm-hmm. something that's uh, so uh, like or uh, like when did you convert i've never had like and if i did it was very far and few between normally when i'm asked that question it's either somebody from arab descent or you know like somebody from you know like like desi or something like that they'll say you know and they don't say it like in a mean way or a rude way they're just curious yeah but 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 the underlining thing to that is what makes you assume that every black person is like became Muslim or something yeah, like that. It's almost yeah, like yeah. not not you guys personally, but it's almost like people don't believe the masses don't believe like like right now where I live at. We're talking about third, fourth generation Muslims now. So when, when people are like, hey, when did you become Muslim? There's like, you know, like for my, my children, my children are born Muslim, mm-hmm. but they'll they'll get asked that, too, just because they're black. And that's just how it goes. But right. You know, some people are sensitive about it. I'm not sensitive. I used to be sensitive about it because I used to feel like it was a little underlying racism to it. But I just grown to be, I just grown to get tougher skin and I just, you know, rock with it. So, yeah, but mm. that's a question that like, you know, if an Arab person walks in the room, I can guarantee you nobody's going to say, hey, bro, when did you become Muslim? People will just assume that they were born Muslim mm-hmm. because they're yeah. of Arab descent. For but sure. a black man comes in with a thobe and a kufi on, you can guarantee somebody's going to say, oh, man, that's beautiful. Even people that are saying it in a nice way, they're still going to ask something to the effect of when you became Muslim. Well, I want to ask you with that, you know, how do you deal with people who, um, you know, question your approach, whether it be, you know, relaying a message through music or the way that you carry yourself, um, the way that you speak, anything like that, especially when it is non-African-Americans that ask these questions. Mm -hmm. What is your response usually? There's a balance to it because because I'm still human. So it's a part of me sometimes that wants to answer in a way that's not so nice. But I'm also <laughs> in the public eye. You know, this Tone Trump brand, this Muslim Don brand isn't just about me anymore. So I have to be careful. So I can't let somebody take me 10 steps back when I'm trying to go 100 steps forward. So to answer that, honestly, sometimes I don't feel good about it. But at the same time, I, I've, I've built myself to be able to handle it where even if I'm upset, you got like, if it was you guys, you guys wouldn't have known, you know what I mean? I'll be able to do the interview with class and hang up and, you know, and then my private conversation, I'll be like, yo, it's crazy. They asked me whatever, whatever, whatever. But I, I don't, I just, I just pray, bro. I believe in the law. I believe in prayer. I believe in having patience. I believe in understanding others. Ignorance has nothing to do with me. So it's like, I don't take any of it personal. So, and, and, and then a the bigger thing is when you say, you know, about how do I deal with it? The people that question, you know, the music or the message or the way I talk or the way I dress, nothing I do is for them anyway. Mm. The audience I'm reaching, they don't ask me that. The people I write music for, they don't ask that. They don't think that. 
Who so is it's that? like, who is with all, due, with all due respect, I'm not like, I have a target audience. So when I get support from people outside of that, alhamdulillah, but that's not what I'm looking for. The people that are like, hey, brother, do you think it's okay? to do I don't make music for them. I don't make merch for them. I don't, it's not for them. Like, and if you guys, not you guys, when I say you guys, please don't ever think hey, I'm talking about y'all. It's just, it's just a phrase. We, we, what, we, what people have to realize is that, uh, if you really know your religion, a lot of people don't know their religion. That's another thing. So a lot of this stuff comes from ignorance. A lot of people, mm. a lot of, especially Muslims, a lot of Muslims do a lot of things that are very cultural. So for instance, people will say you can't do this and you can't do that, but they can't tell you why, or they can't show you why. Mm. Like a, a, as a Muslim, it's very, it, you're obligated to show proof, even when correcting somebody or reminding somebody. So somebody could say, brother, you shouldn't, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then I'll say, show me that in the Quran. Show me where it says that I shouldn't do that. A lot of them can't show you that because they're just talking something they heard or somehow they was raised. And that's not Islam. That's just your culture. That's the way you were brought up. So for me, I don't take any of it personal. I I, I understand people are ignorant. And as long as you don't cross the line too much, I kind of just, I I don't even like people to even know they upset me. So I just keep it pushing. I don't sweat it. You mentioned uh, Muslim Don. You've got this uh, thing attached to your brand. I see Hassan has the shirt and the hat on that says Muslim Don. What does the best the the best he ever looked? By the way, (laughs) let's go. What does the hat and the shirt right now? (laughs) What does being a Muslim Don mean to you? It means everything to me. Um, First of all, the Don is an acronym. See, this is the thing about prejudiceness and, and racism, right? When you let's just be perfectly honest. If this brother right here who's doing your sound, if he if he started that same brand, Muslim Don, it's going to get looked at one way. But when a black Muslim with tattoos starts the same brand with the same name, it's looked at a whole different way. So the first thing I went up against is, well, what's a Muslim Don? Is that some type of gangster? Ooh. So the acronym for the Don and Muslim Don is Dean over negativity. Mm. And um, it's, it's just us, me taking brothers who come from similar brothers and sisters who come from similar background similar walks of life to me as me and um just having them on the path of you know following you know the sooner you know one of the things i say is don't follow me follow the sooner because I'm, I'm flawed i'm human so it's like i don't want people saying Man, i want to be just like you big bro no don't be just like me because you know as a muslim i can seal my sins just because you don't see me doing something on my instagram don't mean i don't do it it just means i've grown a little bit in my faith and my iman where i don't put it on instagram no more mashallah but um being a Muslim Don means everything to me. It's not just my brand. It's a, it's a lifestyle. It's a way of life. And everything in that is inspired by the Sunnah. It's inspired by the Prophet, peace and best to be upon him. It's inspired by other Muslims who've come before me who I relate to. Yeah. It's like when you said when you said the other questions, well, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? Like my feelings would be hurt if Muhammad Ali didn't like what I was doing. Not if mm-hmm. just uh Safir who's studying to be an engineer who's never been outside, never come been on, to the Safir. hood, doesn't know where I come right. from. Get it together. You know <laughs> and one, of, one of y'all named Safir? No, I'm close though. Shamir. Shamir. That's mine. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, bro. That's all good. <laughs> no, it's interesting because you tie uh, your branding using things that would be still culturally relevant with things that mean something to you with Islamic significance. So you have this book called uh, Big Halal Stepper. What does mm-hmm. What is the meaning behind that and what is that book about? Uh, Big Halal Steppers, thanks for bringing that up. It's my first book, my first book that I co-published and co-wrote uh, with an aspiring scholar. I brought him on to basically give a Quranic explanation for the thing that I was just doing to implement in my life where I, I'm i not a scholar, I'm not an imam, I never claimed to be. I'm a Muslim Don, not a Muslim uh, student of knowledge. So basically, I got him to come in to give me the exact Quranic explanation for things 
from the Quran that I was already doing in my life anyway. So, for instance, let's just say like you got somebody that tomorrow they, they become somebody. Somebody takes shahada today. They, and they now they've reverted back to Islam, and then the next day they go and they and they go shopping. And they said the first thing they, I can't eat no pork no more. I'm a Muslim now. Alhamdulillah. Most of them don't even know why they can't eat pork though. You know what I mean? They just mm-hmm. oh, I just I know Muslims don't eat pork. You know what I'm saying? Or you know somebody and you'd be surprised. People say well. Well, what, as a Muslim, can I eat red meat? Some people don't know. So we, with, with the seven steps in there, in this particular book, the first book, I put seven steps. And I, I brought up food because one of the things I talk about was changing my diet. Because for me, changing my diet helped change my life. So I want to, you know, as a Muslim, you know, the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said, one does not truly believe until you want for your brother what you want for yourself. So for me, mm. when I see that me changing my diet makes me a better person, a better artist, a better Muslim, a better father, better in every type of way you could think of. The first thing I think of is, man, I got to get my brothers on this vibe. I'm on on this diet and, you know, juicing and, you know, getting rid of sodas and different things. So it's the same thing with our faith. Like, you know, the different things that you see me doing, you know, when you see, you know, like when you say I incorporate this and incorporate a lot of that stuff is just bro, literally by accident, because I'm not, I'm not saying like, yo, how can I incorporate this? It's just this? what you know. It's what you grew up on, right? Say this again. It's just what you know. Like you're saying, it's what you grew up. On. Yeah, like it's like it's like a law. That's 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 the beauty of a law. Like, I'm, I'm I'm making a beautiful living, and I'm traveling the world. Genuinely, just being me. I'm not sitting in no boardrooms. Like today, we're gonna post about fudges so people can pray in the morning. No, I'm just like, yo, man. Like I have influence now. You know, one one of my imams said to me, he said to me, and it, and it gave me chills when he said this to me. He said, imagine if a law asked you, what did you use your platform for? Platform mm-hmm. for. You know, on the day of judgment, imagine. And at that time, my posts were a lot different. Now, what you got, like you guys said, y'all knew to follow me. So before y'all follow me, probably, or maybe even years before that, I posted a lot differently. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people seeing the growth and see, you know, it was people back then when I was posting stuff, I had no business poem, posting, who would constantly tell me, you know, brother, you're supposed to be Muslim ah, and all that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, I had to grow in, on my own. My Iman has to grow, which is my faith. My maturity as a man had to grow. My maturity as a dime. So the, the, the person I am today is better than the person I was yesterday, let alone the person I was a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's really incredible that like, you know, you're working on your own journey along the way. Um, I think it's also really Yo, cool. let me interject this real quick too before yeah. I forget. And when, when you talk about people that criticize like the way I do what I do, right? I just told y'all I've, I've become like a voice of, of others who relate to me, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before me, who did those people have to relate to? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. why is it fair for them not to have somebody that they can identify with? So when Little Brothers, you know, like a couple months ago, NBA world champion Steven Jackson decided he wanted to convert, revert to Islam. And he reached out to me to take Shahada. He reached out to me because it's an old saying that real recognize real, which, means, which is just talking about familiarity. Right. So somebody like Steven Jackson probably doesn't identify with uh, let's just say Mufti Rafiq, who's a great Mufti who I love, but you know, you know, scholar from Medina and all of this. And he doesn't identify with him though. You know what I'm saying? And he says to himself, man, you know, when I was going through this, one thing I remember is the brother Tone Trump still was praying and still, and then a brother relates to me is like, you know, the prophet also says, speak the language of the people. Right. So my congregate, that's why I said, I know who my movement is for. I put up a post today talking about, I said, yo man, it's not, I talked about the nice weather, and how with nice weather, nice weather in the ghetto begets violence and also police brutality because cops are acting like assholes because the streets are filled with people. 
And then assholes are acting like assholes just because they're back outside because they've been cooped up in the winter the whole winter. So it was like, I, I put that post up today. And one of the things I put in it, I said, if you can't understand this tweet, consider yourself blessed. And I met that because the, a lot of times when you live in a place that's, that's filled with gun violence, you start to think that's your norm until you travel. Allah blessed me to be able to travel. So as I travel and I realize, oh, it's not normal to live like this. It's not normal to just, it was like, oh, excuse me. It was like an omen for, it was like, oh, wow. Like Allah wanted me to see this and I got to see it. Yeah. It's, it's really nice that you, you know, are into just spreading knowledge in general. I think one of the mm-hmm. cool things we learned was that you actually have a few restaurants. Mm-hmm. Why was that important for you to, you know, aside from your music, get involved with as a businessman? Well, the first thing is, um, you, you speak to any billionaire, any million, any, any a millionaire, and they, they, none of them have one stream uh, revenue. So it was like the first thing, obviously, was the attractiveness of getting more checks, more money, more opportunities, and. Um, that's really the only thing. You know, I want more money. Man. You know what I'm saying? More, more just to, I was trying to think of something real educational to say, yeah. but I think I'm going to just keep it real in that way. I just wanted the paper. You know, I wanted the money. I want all the money. I'm addicted to hustling. So for me, if I just dropped a new sock yesterday, right? So obviously the first thing is the sock is doing great. So I didn't spend any time celebrate, celebrating how great the sock did because I was already thinking about the next sock mm-hmm. and the next drop. Would you so. consider yourself uh, an artist or a business person first after all these ventures? Uh, I, I let anybody else pick that. As long as they acknowledge that I'm extremely, extremely, extremely good looking and I'm very intelligent, <laughs> I'm still with it. I don't, get caught up, I don't get caught up in titles, man, because titles, like, you can call yourself anything and somebody else can call you anything. So for me, it's like, as long as when they call on me, they show me respect and honor. We cool. Yeah, I don't trip. It's just like when y'all ask me in the beginning of the show, "Hey, what do you want? To, what do you want us to call this by?" It's like I don't trip off that kind of stuff. Whatever you comfortable with, you know. what I mean, I'm good. Love that. Okay, so with the business question, right? I saw in an interview mm-hmm. you were saying that um, you used to look up to Jay Z and Puff, and you no longer, you know, consider them as role models. But they're kind of doing mm-hmm. the same business ventures and, and expanding on their, you know, capital, just like you're desiring to do. So why why the disconnect? Um, you probably misunderstood what I said. That's a lot of people took it like that. I wasn't trying to. I wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't about them. It was more about me. So for me, it was okay. like the things I was looking up to those brothers about aren't things that I need to be looking up to anybody about hmm. because I was desiring, you know, money, fame, and, and stuff like that. You know, and that, and, and them, them brothers may have some great traits about them that I don't know. But um, the, the traits I was looking at just wasn't, it's not healthy. It's not conducive with success because when you start to wander off and wonder about that kind of stuff, man, it's not a good thing, man. That's why you have to keep your mind and your heart with the oneness of Allah. Because once you wander for a little bit and you start thinking about something negative, the devil feeds those desires and those urges. The next thing you know, it's like you start, it's, I'm sure it's happened to all of you before, even whether it's with your phone, you hit something on your phone just to look at something. And the next thing you know, you got 15 messages about that same product or something similar. So it's like, just being smart, staying low, playing slow. So, so then, you know, when you are looking, I've, I've, you know, listened to some of your music and it sounds like you call out a lot of people that you might consider inauthentic. Um, how do you, in a social media driven world, you know, navigate what you find authentic and what's, you know, fabricated? Well, one thing, most of these dudes is fake, bro. I hate to say it, but <laughs> what it's is, so what much is, fake stuff, what is bro. Like, this, this world... This and like I came into the mus I came into the Muslim business world right with a clean heart a clean slate 
wanting to help everybody, thinking, okay, this is my Juma, us, the Uma, all that stuff, right? I went through more headaches than I ever went through working with non-Muslims and just right, like just, it was just unreal. So it was like, uh, what, 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 when I think about it, it's just like, yo, I don't get caught up in that, man. I just, I just try to stay focused. Like I, I just be so focused on me. That's why I was like, I, even when I answer these questions, I'm trying to come up with the best answers and the honest answers. But it's like to me, it'd be hard sometimes because it's just almost like everything is the same answer. Like my tunnel vision doesn't allow me to get caught up in none of that stuff. So my thing with like Puffy and them guys like that, like for instance, me saying I look up to to, to Puffy. Somebody said, well, somebody can ask, well, why you look up to Puffy? Oh man, he's been successful for 30 years, man. He did this, he did that. It could be somebody in that room that Puffy did something so awful to that'd be like, man, you tripping. You don't know that guy like I know that guy. That guy's a piece of S-H-I-T. He don't feed nobody. He don't do ah. But I'm big on the interactions with me. Mm. A lot of people would be scared to say these things openly, you know, like mm-hmm. criticizing these uh, greats of hip hop per se. And you're, you know, openly saying this. So, so mm-hmm. there's no fear of like any sort of uh, lack of opportunity in the future that um, could be useful to you when it comes to either your music career or anything else. You, def- you, you know why you just heard of me from the guy, the brother you said, remember you said you just heard of me from him? Yes. The reason why you just heard of me from him is because I've been I've been strategically blackballed. I've been shadow banned. So that's already been going uh, on, bro. Mm. It's already been going on. Like I'm a black man that says free Palestine. I've said it on Fox. You know what I mean? So it's like they're they strategically Wait, you said it on Fox. What? I said it on Fox, mm-hmm. and that's and that's and that's 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 unheard of. What happened? And the they same. You off? And guess and guess what? You know the, you know the irony of it, right? The same people that I fight for and lose opportunities for are the same people who criticize the things you talk about about me. Those are the same people who make mm. fake pages to try to pick me apart. So it's like it's the it's the toughest situation to be in, man. You fighting for people who fight you almost, like you know what right. I mean. But I can't I can't not do it because even though it's a few bad apples, there also are some good people who benefit from you know the good work. Well, we spoke a lot about your success, and I think one about your really memorable moments possibly was that you made an appearance in Creed um, mm-hmm. actually with my husband, Michael B. Jordan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But there was a scene where uh, he knocked you out. How was that whole experience? Oh, slow down. We mean he knocked me out. Did you see me? <laughs> <laughs> he swung at Michael B. Jordan, swung at you. What in, was it in like? The movie. That sounds better. That sounds better. He swung at me. That's better than <laughs> well, you know, what's funny, man. I got, I got, I got a, when you when you when you when you as confident in yourself as me, right? Some people may say arrogant or cocky. I like to say confidence. Mm-hmm. People look want to see you fall. People, if you when you, I've won a lot, especially at home in, in Philadelphia. So in Philadelphia, people have watched me win, win, win. People, when you win in front of people for a long time, they want to see you lose. Mm-hmm. So I think for some people, just the fact, even though it was a movie, just seeing like Michael B. Jordan punching me made so many people happy like finally somebody <laughs> shuts this guy up. somebody finally beats the big tough guy up but for me it was just like you know it was a beautiful oh, time for one from a branding standpoint i portrayed myself in a movie so somebody like you who in a million years may never click on its own trump interview or video or page or song guess what you're in the movies with your husband you see it uh, you know that's branding <laughs> for that for two i made a crazy amount of money for that little short appearance <laughs> there we go Right. Like, you know what I mean? So let's let's get back to the success thing. So it was like uh when people sure. used, would tease me, people would, would tease my kids and everything about it. Like really? people were acting what? like I I really got into a fight with Michael B. Jordan. That's because I've just been winning for so long that it was it was something they can thought they can like pick a pick at us about. But 
If I anything, never understood. That's a I'm win like, all around. If anything, I would like to take that spot. <laughs> no, Punch we, me, knock me out. We rewatched it and we were all like, okay, you're actually a really, really good actor. Like, <laughs> really yeah, you're good a really actor. good actor. Most, most people that nah, are. Nah, listen, when you see me in this next movie, then you can. I'm not taking. I, I take the credit. But, but the thing about Creed was, right, I played myself in Creed. Mm. And to the point where, like, okay. I changed the script and everything. Like, they had me saying some whole corny stuff. <laughs> so we did like three takes, and then the, and then the director, who's amazing, his name Ryan Coogler. He did, he did Black, yeah, Panther, Black Panther movie. Yeah, he did. He's amazing. But long story short, so he pulls me to the side and was like, "Yo, what would you really say in this situation?" So I told him, I said, "Well, you know, the most disrespectful thing when you beefing with somebody is to disrespect their dead homies or their dead relatives." So that's where I, that's where mm-hmm. uh, send you to see your send you a VIP pass to see your pop. That's where that came from. Mm. And then and then everything that everybody liked from my scene was I put all of that in there because they had me doing some corny shit that I was supposed to say. Like <laughs> I was supposed believable. to basically yeah. I was supposed to basically get into a fight with him. He was supposed to punch me because I said something about Rocky. Oh. I was supposed to say something like, yo, your white daddy Rocky. And I was just like, yo, in Philly, we would never say that. Cause yeah. one thing about Philly, we're not into the racism stuff. We mm-hmm. it's a it's a melting pot. So like you could be if you black, you grew up with somebody Cambodian. Or you know what I mean? Like if, if you're Catholic, you know a bunch of Muslims. Like Philly is small, so we you know we all kind of know each other, love each other, or hate each other, whatever it may be. But yeah, man, that was a dream come true, man. And, and not only did I, you know, I got my whole crew paid. Like if you when you watch the movie, all the people behind me, they they had a bunch of extras. And I, I when I saw on the on the script, it said Tone and his crew. I'm like, yo, who y'all got playing my crew? And he was like, oh, we got whatever. <laughs> yeah. I said, listen. Put my crew in there. Let's make yeah, it more realistic. Yeah. That's amazing. I got, you know, that goes back to wanting for your brother, which you want for yourself. So I got my brothers all in the movie too. Good I got a you. bunch of people in that movie, like throughout the movie, different little parts. So, mm. you know, I'm proud of it. That's amazing. That's awesome. Good that on you. That's really cool. Uh, we know you have an album slash documentary coming out. Did you want to speak on that a little bit? What we can expect? I'd rather, I'd rather come back for part two so I could talk about it better because as I mentally and physically prepare for Ramadan, I can't promote it the way I want. That's mm. why it's coming out in June. It was supposed to come out actually in April. And, uh, you know, my label wanted it to come out in April, but I forced the pushback because I can't promote properly during the month of Ramadan. Mm-hmm. So sure. I'm going to fall back for Ramadan. And then June 1st, I'm dropping an album of the year, inshallah. Awesome. So you're not, you see, you're, you have a label, so you're not independent? Yes, I'm independent, but I have a okay. partnership through, through uh, with my management and my distribution through Rock Nation. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I own my own record label, I own my own company. So I'm not signed to anybody as an artist. But uh, for instance, I go to Africa Monday. So when I go to Africa and I do press and all that stuff like that, the management takes care of that. So yeah, I'm, I'm still independent. I'm always going to be forever independent. As long as if you own more than they own, you're independent. Mm. Yeah. If you uh, you said you are going to Africa on Sunday, we know you're going with uh, Muslims of the world. Uh, what are you they gonna going be- with me? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to be doing there? Uh, we're going, uh, don't get me to lying. I don't know a thousand percent everything we're going for, but we definitely will be going to do cataract surgeries. It's a mission that we've been doing uh, for the past two years. It's been going great. We already did, uh, Wajir County, Kenya. And now we had in Ethiopia to spread the love and spread the, you know, the, the bear cots and show and just get to work. Mm. That's amazing. That was really cool for you. Um, any last things you want to uh, put out there? Any advice for young musicians or just anybody who is... Aspiring business people. Sure, yeah. Creators, 
Um, the first thing I want to say is I want to thank you guys for your patience. I know we had a rough start, you know, getting everything ordered technical wise. Oh, thank you as so well. I thank, thank, you. I thank yeah. all of you guys. I even I even thank the sister, even though she was a little aggressive in the beginning. <laughs> Amber's a sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Amber, man. I, I appreciate you guys for having me, giving me an opportunity to speak to your audience about, you know, things that are very dear to my heart. Um, I just want everybody that, you know, that's listening. I want to talk to the non African African-Americans and non-Black people real quick. I just want y'all to open up your hearts and your minds and your eyes this Ramadan and realize you got some great brothers and sisters who may be darker than you, but they love you. And the only time they meet resistance is when they realize they're not being loved back. Mm. And that's not saying there's no bad apples in, in, in the ocean. I'm sure it is, but we'll get rid of them. But in the meantime, we got to come together. We got to stick together. We got to be more about each other. We got to be more about unity. We People say all the time, you know, one Uma has become almost like all lives matter. People say it, but don't mean it. Mm. And I want us to get back to meaning it, show each other the proper love, respect, and honor. And that goes for all of us. And if we do that, man, we're going to be unstoppable. Inshallah. Thank you for saying that. I'm, I'm, I'm really sad that you did have to say that. Um, hopefully we can get better about saying though. things like that um, instead of you having to do it. Um, let me yeah. tell you, let me tell you something, brother. If, let, let, this, Allah just put this on my heart to say this to you guys. Yeah. You guys got a nice podcast. I love how you're trying to do it so organized and stuff like that. If you guys want to stand out, and I want y'all to quote me on this, if you guys want to win, if you guys want to thrive, I want I want you guys to get together one day and watch all the so-called Muslim podcasts, right? Just watch a couple of the ones that are more successful and watch how everybody dances around all the stuff they should really be talking about. And I'm letting y'all know now. I'm going to give y'all a warning. I'm thinking about doing a podcast. And if I do, I'm going to be number one. I'm going to beat you guys and everybody else. But <laughs> I'm giving y'all a head start. Be bold. Be bold and be brave. As a Muslim, are you guys even Muslim? I'm going to talk yeah, about yeah, Muslim yeah. talk. You guys yeah, Muslim? Yeah. I'm going to be right. Good. We do happen to be Muslim. Be bold, be bold, be brave. Only to be fear Muslim. law. Talk about, about the it. things that nobody else is going to talk about. Mm. Like I said to you guys earlier, I do 10 of these interviews a day. You guys came a little better than most people, but most of the time I, I, I get asked the same stuff. Oh, mm. Nobody's being, why nobody asking a black Muslim, how do you deal with not being accepted by whoever? Mm-hmm. Well, we asked that one, but yeah. Not, and I'm not criticizing <laughs> y'all person. I'm just saying no one asks this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think We're that's gonna, important. And you know why? And you know why? Because, and, I'm not, and once again, this is not personal to y'all, but because we have this status quo and we have this, it goes back to what you guys, you guys were saying. Well, how do you feel about when people say, you know, you, you may not look or dress or sound like the average Muslim. What is the average Muslim? Like what, what, what are we true. based that on? Saudi Arabia? You know what I mean? Like, cause when, cause I've been to Mecca, I've been to Umrah and guess what? It's a lot of Indonesian Muslims out there that don't look like the typical Muslim. That's true. But they don't, they don't, but you know what? They don't, they don't compare them to blacks and gangsters in the streets. So they'll, they'll, you know, they, they'll swipe them under the rug as something else, but they're still getting swiped under. So when people are like, you know, even when, when you go to ask somebody like me, like, like, like I gave you guys a little game earlier when I said, you know, people go right to a black Muslim. And the first thing is, oh, when did you become Muslim? What do you mean when? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that person's grandparents, maybe that person's great. Like I said, we, we live in, this is 2021. You got to think Malcolm X and them guys were, were Muslims in the 70s. That means it's five generations of black Muslims now who were born Muslim, just like you guys who have you know, my, my, my sons are in the other room. My son's Abdul Jalil, Aleem Samir, these, Talib. These, these kids are born Muslims. My children speak Arabic. My children recite Quran. More than most of my Arab friends' kids, to be perfectly honest right. with you, too. Yo, black Muslims have been here since before the country was even a thing. 
Yeah. A lot of people don't don't realize that. Well, they don't they don't realize that, but even more and I'm not I'm that's not my mission. I ain't fighting for that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is I just want, you know, like I normally don't do this. I normally I would have just got off the phone with y'all, but I, something in my heart said, you know, share this with them because if one of y'all takes that and decides to do because in order for the um of the change, it's not going to come from one of the one of the people that are being oppressed. It's going to come from somebody that looks like the oppressors. And I'm not saying you guys are oppressors, but it's going to come from somebody that looks like, let's say majority, looks like the majority to have some real compassion for the minority. Because it's like when people go on my comments and say stuff about my tattoos, right? I'm built like that. They don't hurt the dime. Mm-hmm. But it's other people that get hurt by that stuff and you run them away from the fold of the slam. And imagine having the answer to a law for that. Imagine a law saying to you, why weren't you nicer to that uh, Haitian Muslim or that African Muslim or that whatever it may be. I, when I go to Africa, I go to Africa. I was in a third world country, Wajir, Kenya. These children had, you know, they had nothing that we, they, these kids didn't know Wi-Fi, didn't know LeBron, didn't know Rihanna. They don't know any of that. They all knew Karen. They mm-hmm. all knew when that Adan got called to hit that water and make do. They all knew their dean. And guess what? The second they become to America, somebody would look them right in the face and say, well, why don't you become Muslim, brother? Oh, you're Muslim. Oh, you're like a real Muslim. Not knowing this person has been been a Hafiz since he was six or mm-hmm. something like that. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and, and a lot of people are Muslim in just in name or just in uh, heritage and all stuff like that because like I said, when people say, you know, you, you, know, you don't look like the typical Muslim. Who does? Right. Mufti me is that is that the typical Muslim? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because 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 let's be honest, we're not all going to dress around all day. We're not going to all wear all white all day with the you know what I mean? we're not going to do that. Like th- there is no typical Muslim. Right. There is no t- there is no 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 wait like when if you fo- if we was to follow the sunnah like people say the sunnah the prophet peace of us be upon him say the man the man should trim the mustache and keep the beard. You know how many imams, scholars, sheikhs don't have their beard, but nobody won't say that to them mm-hmm. because they're already perceived as what? Righteous and good and whatever. So it's like Mufti Mink. Mufti Mink could probably get away. And I don't mean to pick on him. But I'll, I'll, I'll use another Mufti. Mufti Rafiq is my personal friend. Mufti Rafiq can do, he, he, he put up a post the other day playing football with the kids from his, uh, his Jumat. I thought it was a beautiful video. And guess what will happen with, with Muslims on Instagram? Somebody will still find a way to make that a bad video. Right. Mm. I think you oh, made a really man, good oh, point. Oh, the, the, the imam shouldn't have them playing in the streets. They should be on the sidewalk. It's like, that's what you took from that video. That negative, that negative yeah. spirit of the Ummah, mm. that don't come from a law. That comes from yeah. shaitan. We that's all true. have to remove that. I'm guilty of it. Y'all guilty of it. All in different ways. Mm. So we all got to remove that in a... I wish you guys nothing but success. May Allah bless you all. And uh, we're going to do a part two. And on part two, I'm going to have all types of headsets and audio <laughs> for that sister over there. So she can <laughs> No, we like we yeah. this because this was yeah. so raw. This is and thank, yeah. you for, thank you for all the gems at the end. We, we truly appreciate it. And we, we will take that wholeheartedly, that challenge yeah. you, you yeah, gave us. Yeah, for sure. We are... Uh, yeah, I think, I, think, I think if you guys do that, man, if you guys want true greatness, man, true greatness is going where other people won't go. That's why if you look at all our greats, it's something about them when you hear their story, the one similarity in all their story is struggle. So it's like, I don't care if it's like the greatest athlete, the greatest actor, the greatest doctor, the greatest uh, chef, whatever that person is. If you ask them, hey, man, when did things turn around for you? Nobody's story is ever, hey, I was born rich, uh, was rich my whole childhood. Everything went great. I was the coolest kid. I never had a problem. And now I'm a billionaire. No, but the most successful people in life and, and in the UMA as well. 
they were tried and true. Like, that's why I believe me, bro. A law, a law tests those that he loved. Remember that, you know? So when I, when I think about black Muslims and black people in general, and you think about all the things we go through in this dunya, I remind my people, man, a law must truly love us to put us through all the things he's put us through. You know, we, people my age are still suffering from, from, from things from the slavery days and from the crack mm -hmm. era and all these different things. And that's so unfair to, for a child to have to wear that. But I can go on for days about it, man. I thank y'all for having me. And um, the album, June 1st, I'm going to come back. Hopefully, inshallah, I can come back after Ramadan because I'm, I'm shutting down everything for Ramadan as far as the music. And then, um, inshallah, we're going to get back to it if the law permits us. And we're going to continue to take over, man. I wish you guys nothing but the best, inshallah. inshallah we'd love to have you back. Listen, uh, this is Strange Flavors. We do have one last question for you, if you don't mind. Um, yes, sir. Shamir, you want to take that away? Yes. If you could describe yourself in any flavor, what would it be and why? Should have let the girl ask that one, bro. That was weird. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Amber, ask, ask If you could describe yourself as any flavor. This is what we do in the hood. I got to pause you first because that, that question was not suspect. So pause. If I, was, if, if, I, if, I, if I was any flavor. They pinned me. It wasn't my fault. This is going to sound weird, man, but being a dime. I got I got to come up with something creative. I was a flavor. I would be black seed because black seed is, Ooh, is just okay. it's, it's it's just the best. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. the cure for everything but death. Mm. It's the sooner. It's it's in everybody's house. It's relevant. It's strong. It's cool. It's me. You know what I'm saying? I'm all wow. the things. I'm relevant. Really I'm strong. I'm cool. I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm black seed. Nice. Yes, sir. Tone Trump, the black seed, the Muslim Don. We love it. Thank you for coming on here again. Thank you. Uh, so we much. really appreciate it. And Donald Trump, the Black Sea, the Muslim Don, the top eye, the greatest to ever do it ever. Ooh. Make sure everybody listening, it's freestyle. after y'all done listening to this great podcast, support everything they doing and make sure y'all go hit the link in my bio so y'all can get some merch. It's the reason why my man right there is the best dressed on this podcast right now. Because got some of that merch. <laughs> Let's go get some of that merch. I got a bunch of new stuff. I'm dropping something for everybody. No matter if the Muslim Don thing's a little too bold for you, we got different collections. We got a bunch mm. of great stuff. And um, everything I do, I do it I do it for the Ummah. I don't do it for the black Muslims. I do it for the Ummah. So I love my people. You will never interview nobody that loves being Muslim and love Muslims more than me. So I wish you guys nothing but success. Thank you. All Tone Trump links in the description below. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Strange Flavors. It's been another week. Another flavor. A little less stranger. We'll talk to you next time. Had a convo with my son. He only three, but he's so smart. Told him only fair law and stay away from all these marks. Walking through the vibe, I got Versace on. They ain't really one, see the hockey on. I trust the cutter. Stay away from suckers. If it ain't the Trumps, it's the forces or the butters. Ten toes down. I'm hustling like you should be.